It's Friday. And you're listening to Sorry Married and Entrepreneur, a podcast about what it takes to be in a relationship with that eternal optimist who spread thinner than melted butter on hot toast. Yes, they're crazy. And we wouldn't have it any other way. Life's an adventure and they're the magic ingredient. So how do you embrace your spouse and enjoy the ride? We share what it's taken to keep our relationship just as much a priority as our business ventures. The strategies we crafted and curated to manage the stress. The inevitable conflict, differences of opinions. And facing our fears together. Grab a beer. We sure will and enjoy the show. Always doing something to... <laughs> Yeah, that's, that's part of the thing that I find so fascinating with our relationship. It emerged from co-creating right from the beginning. Yeah, right from school when we met, we were on projects, yeah. either independently or together. Always, uh, yeah. And I was using you. That's why <laughs> you were good in some things. Does that mean that you were using me too? I had different intentions. Mm. Mine were purely professional. Mine were not. <laughs> oh yeah, I remember those like 2 a.m. I hated coding. those sessions, by the way. Those those late night sessions, they uh, were brutal. Brutal. To the point where I couldn't even keep my eyes open hanging out with Anna. Yeah. And everybody's like trying with like cross-eyed, trying to do coding. It's like, why is that working? Or like typography, editing, kerning. You loved it. I kind of did though. There was something about that creative process that had us just continue to explore and, and see what it was. Because we didn't really know what we were trying to do. Like even though I went to university back in Mexico when I finished school. And in my head I was just upgrading some of the stuff that I knew. And I did work in agencies back in Mexico, but that's, that was the thing. I was always working for somebody. Mm -hmm. And when we started doing our thing, it was like, well, there's no system here. Who is the one that is gonna go out and find the clients? We didn't even think about that at the beginning. No. At the beginning it was, we were gonna do a studio the and design cool and, shit. Yeah. And And then we realized that there isn't a place to go where you just pick a client to work with and, and you're off to the races. You gotta like find them and convince them. Yeah, we thought everybody was gonna be like, oh, my and Dave, oh yes, let's give them all the work. <laughs> It didn't go that way. No. And here we are now, uh, one, two, three, four, five iterations later of our company, Incocho, Incate, Detail, Rivet, Rivet Collective, Brandis Truth, The Baron Unicorn. Six iterations. Wow. Over the course of a little over 10 years. Yeah, we're getting close to the 13. Yeah. That's crazy how many things have gone through iterations, learnings. I was talking yesterday to my friend from Mexico. We were in junior high and she said, yeah, I remember you were very shy. And the first thing I asked her, she was one of the popular girls and I would hang out with the popular. So I wasn't the popular, but I will hang out with them and I would do anything to like get into that circle. So yes, I was a little pleaser 
might still be a bit of that. The but, pleaser. Yeah. And she said, but you always were so shy. You would not talk as much. And I remember perfectly when you came to me and said, hey, can I be your friend? Who says that? Like, nobody is like, hey, can you I You said be that to her? Yeah. Because <laughs> I'm like, I, let's just cut to the... I want to be your friend. Are we going to be friends or not? And And it's been... I don't know, we were 12. Who's no, that? 14, Raquel. Oh, shit, and you're still talking to her. Yeah. Well, there's a lesson to be learned there, isn't there? Something yeah. I'm sure you grapple with still to this very oh. day. Always. To just be direct, make yeah. the ask. Yeah, it was like there was all the other people, I was, they were there. It was like, I either go through all this and see... Or I just ask and be the the ones that we're gonna start. I always like to be in that leadership world, right. not like the top top, but the one that helps and like brings some coordinates a little bit. Maya is not the person you want for attention to detail. How do you think our relationship worked over the course of the last thirteen years working together for most of them? Why do you think that worked? I think you are the person that does the attention to detail, to a point. Like we always have, there's somebody else that does the other little parts. Like we cannot be everything. Because I remember like every project we've worked on, it's always this, if I start, I go through it and see it and we come together and you give me feedback. Is it this back and forth of like talking do you think that was always the case? Was that always there? I remember I would always, like if if I didn't know how to do something, I will come to you mm. and you'll figure it out. And I will go, mm, cool, next time. <laughs> Is it working? <laughs> yeah. Uh, and after that, like just in like projects, yeah, sometimes I will get like, I don't care. Here, there you go. You finish it because I'm done with it. Yeah, I get I, I am the idea and the I started and if something doesn't work, I'm done. And I just here you go. Help me. Yeah. And that that's in the side and like technology side. But talking about relationship as a married couple, I would not talk a lot and just make you wrong from things that you couldn't read in my mind. Yeah, I couldn't read your mind. Yeah. That was an issue for a while, me un unable to read your mind, which I, I still can't, by the way. Me neither. No, though yeah. sometimes we think we can. Yeah. You know, it's so, uh, what I love about that, that idea that, and where it comes from is this assumption that what, you see in the world, like from your eyes, I also see the world from your eyes, from your perspective. And the simple reality is my reality and yours are so different. It's like, like the, um, the feeds on Facebook. We think we're seeing exactly the same yeah, thing. Yeah, totally, totally. The algorithm <laughs> not. does not lie. It gives you what you want. And... 
it took something for us to really navigate that, right? To, 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 to one, to realize that that's actually going on. And then after we realized it was going on, that there was a disconnect between what we were trying to get the other person to see and our inability to get that other person to see that thing. Cause I don't see it that way. Yeah. But at the same time, yeah, it took a while and we kind of did it still working on certain things, but there is an kind of like an opening on our own each side to, to see it in your like, okay, I'm going to put your shoes on and what does it look like? Totally. There was a, a willingness is a willingness to hear it from the other perspective. Yeah. Had that not been the case, I don't think our marriage would have gone very far. No, because I feel that I am always, as I said, the pleaser, but at the same time, like I grew up with this ego of my mom. If she was mad, she would not talk to you. Even though my dad would come like you used to and say, hey, let's talk about it. I do not want to talk to you right now. Leave me let's alone. Let's talk. I said, my dad would never fight back. But she will raise boys and that was it. And they would never talk about that little thing and that my dad couldn't read on her mind. Mm -hmm. And she's just asking what happened. So I thought that was the, yeah, that's, that's how, how everybody does it. Like, plus, in every single soap opera in Mexico, that's the deal. I'm no, mad at you. No. I will never talk to you. And that's it. And I used to watch those things. And now that I think about it, it's like how much waste of my time that was to look at the life from the lens of a soap opera and have that be your teacher for how relationships go which is a reality and replace soap opera now with whatever show is trending movie movie is trending the expectation now is set as like this is how it goes oh man yeah i feel that now people is like yeah have like that's not possible but it, it's still like every time i said i was we were working together the the first genuinely like, surprised yeah how what i like i cannot do that like we fight all the time people have asked me so do you fight lots well case in point when i shared the the, the logo mark for this podcast the couple comments was like, I expected it to be angrier. <laughs> <laughs> so the, that's the listening, right? That's like the expectation. That's kind of like how it goes typically is we don't really get along very well. Yeah. But that, that is, you're set up to fail right from the beginning. If that's how you get into a relationship. Well, and, and it's so in grain. It's like, like everybody's like, Oh, you're getting married? Oh, poor you. Like, you know, as a Good man. Good luck. Your life's over. Yeah. Life's yeah. over. Uh, no more fun. No more girls or no more doing whatever you want to do. It's like, well, you can create your own life. It doesn't have to go that way. And I feel a little bit that is the part of you, like what you saw and what you didn't want in your own relationship when you 
got married because i don't know maybe your parents did some of that fighting oh there was definitely disagreements i don't um i don't really remember it necessarily like it's not vivid for me but i do know that it happened and mom has shared stories where i'm like what that happened really so it was there and it definitely had an impact i would suspect it was a that's not going to happen in in my future like something like that and yeah because i i feel that it was a lot of variables that added to us looking at it and changing it because even though you would ask me hey what's going on and i would say nothing (laughs) and clearly there was something bugging me you you would not stop asking me no and and then the personal development came on board and it started opening more and more like yeah we cannot just not say anything and still uh, there's sometimes where the human being comes and is like i don't want to share that with you and you go f yourself i'm just gonna brew in here with all my thoughts and my ego out totally let it stew for a little bit yeah and then that part uh, never goes away no but it's like how long you stay with it and let that go and then come back it's like okay well let's talk about what i didn't want to talk about before the the commitment to just constantly ensure a communication channel of some sort was available and the part yesterday also talking to raquel the part of for us it's been always us our house our kids our car our bank account like it's ours mm-hmm. where it's like it's crazy and then in my bubble that i live like my mom and my dad they have their own thing too my dad makes his money my mom makes her money i always thought that was weird a bit... and i get there's history there as well to influence it but yeah like it's just the story of parents being separated and then come back I don't know if everybody knows what we do. Oh, they definitely don't. What what are your what are your thoughts about us doing a podcast? I'm nervous. <laughs> and uh but I'm I'm excited to share some of the what we go through so people can get it get some of that okay, maybe we can work something out. I love that we always are out to share what we're up to. Mm. And so that excites me. And so people can see what is it that we create and how we've been doing it and what things that have been working and things that have sucked. And we're like, that was hard. And we, we did it. And it took us that much time. But maybe somebody that listens to that is like, oh, okay got it so i'm gonna try this other path it's just that inspiration finding that voice also it's exciting right now i i have it that if i listen to what i'm talking about it's gonna sound stupid and i have this big fake mexican accent you do not it's a a thin mexican accent i've heard thicker uh, well yeah and you have an accent i mean yeah it is what it is i don't have an accent and I have a small lisp and a deep voice. I mean, there, there, were t- there was a time where I'm like, I, I hate hearing my voice. 
It was because you always try to record yourself. <laughs> that was a, a recent phenomenon that only really started to take hold of because of me starting the Just Life podcast. It only really started at that point. I mean, there was some documenting that was going on, and uh, but, but there was a uh, there was still I, I didn't quite feel like I should. Whereas the podcast, when that started, and and you'll remember at the early stages of the Just Life. It was awkward as fuck when you were still like entertaining the idea of being a part of it. It was super awkward. The extra super awkward. Yeah. And you guys always make me cry. Well, yeah. <laughs> there was, yeah, there was just an intensity to the conversations. And, and that was part of uh, what, what I really valued in doing that and running the podcast and, and doing it with Vern and then. It was a process of, of owning my voice. And that's the thing that I'm really excited about. You and I, we have many conversations. That was weird. You guys need to go upstairs and do not disrupt this again. Right now. Now. They weren't fooling anybody. <laughs> th th that's the thing that I'm most excited about. I think I'm going to keep that in there too. It's like parenthood in live in action. <laughs> My, our kids were at the door, leaning against the door, and then the door opened because it wasn't actually closed. <laughs> and they're like wide-eyed, like deer cotton headlights. <laughs> um, that's the thing I'm most excited about is to to experience the next stage of your, you owning your voice in the world and this thing that you're up to doing and powering other bold magic color makers to arise right in society, this thing that you're up to. Yeah. And we have, there's these moments where, where you and I have these conversations and there's this background conversation for me is like, God damn, I really wish we had this captured because here's the other really great thing about what we do, what, we do, what we're doing. Our kids are going to get a, uh, a deeper understanding of who we were and what we did and how we did it so that they, can, they, they are going to be taught the tools and the techniques for when they get to that stage. Like we'll be able to teach them something that they're not going to get it right now. Did they just put something under the door? Yeah. Oh my God. That's what I looked. <laughs> yeah. So, so that, that part is, I always love that, that idea of, uh, there's this legacy piece that gets created too. They aren't, they were going to want to know who we were when we were younger. When we were younger, but I feel that now that they can remember and. But even now they're only nine years old. Yeah. But I think about what changes. That's 10 years when they're 19. They are not going to remember the things that happened at nine. Maybe those milestone moments, but the, the minutia and the ongoing, they're, they're not going to remember it like, like they hope that they could remember it when they're older. Yeah. If, if we think about our parents and how we remember, and if we just could go back and like... Yeah, like be a fly on the wall. Here, what was happening but what they see is 
we are always working together. We are always supporting and like helping each other or them and kind of working that is work. And you know, it's like, yeah, yeah, totally. I love those videos. They're hilarious. They, they are, there's a subconscious impact that's happening. Most definitely they are making choices and they are taking actions because of what they're seeing what it is that we're doing most definitely but they lack the context for why yeah of why course because they're... they're still little but at the same time they were developing each the level yeah, the of game. the video game they want to build and yeah there's an intellect that's occurring yeah like for me if i think about it when i was little and i used to hang out with my aunt sandra we will record soap operas in this recording machine with the tape <laughs> and so we your will, own soap operas yeah oh, that's awesome. so we will make the story it's like okay you are the rich one you are the poor one you are the uh the maid you are and so the troublemaker. we yeah we will get our pieces and we just do improv who was always the rich one sandra olivia <laughs> my and me were always the poor ones <laughs> we used to do a lot of silly things and you probably did too our parents were never there they were always working being a kid it's been very neglected in my when i think about it it's like go away go outside don't we're playing here like, until there was a point where we could play cards or rummy cube or whatever and then okay you're allowed in the table and then we can play with the adults Every kid is so creative. We are all so creative. Yeah, it's but just there's how a point it's when it's like, that's it. It gets killed off. This week, while well, COVID has, has definitely been a, a contributing factor to it, the, the the mounting pressures and uncertainty and uh, and and my my real desire to, to make sure that that my family's taken care of and, and we have everything that we need and, you know, being responsible. And then, and because of that, uh, just that, the bucket was just being filled, right? Gradually, over the course of time, a little bit more, a little bit more. Fuck, this bucket's getting heavy. A little bit more, a little bit more, another responsibility, another unexpected thing to take care of or whatever it is. Yeah. Uh, and then it got to the, to, to the, this thresholds. I have, um, I have my issues keeping things to myself, trying to figure it out, not, not ask for the support that I, I could really use the context that I could benefit from to, to help me navigate whatever it is that I'm, that I'm going through. And as a man, uh, I know that that is a, a big weakness of mine. It's, it's part of the, the programming and conditioning over time that I'm unraveling because I, I, I'm clear it doesn't work. So this is a, a, an ongoing thing that, that happened for an in, internal dialogue that's been going on for a while about my well-being, my concerns about a story that got created years ago with a doctor that said, I think I hear a heart murmur. And ever since then, I've carried around this story that um, my heart 
is not strong enough is compromised. Dismissing it, not thinking about it, getting busy, forgetting about it, where every evening for probably a good few months, likely longer, I can't even remember anymore, I go to bed and I feel this pressure on my heart and I have troubles breathing, or at least I think I have troubles breathing. And so I gotta like reposition myself. And when I lay on my back, I feel like the pressure, all the pressure's on my heart and I can't breathe. And so I'd lay on my stomach and yeah, it was a little bit better. And that all came crashing down yesterday when while I was in a course, online course, I thought I was having a heart attack. I could feel like the flushness kind of going through me. It's the equivalent of my, my seatbelt unbuckled on the roller coaster ride. And I'm just like hanging on with everything that I possibly can. Just hang on. The ride will go, it will be over shortly here. And then you can figure out what to do. Hmm. Like the internal dialogue that was going on about you're crazy. Nothing's happening. What, what's your problem? And then the other one running around in circles, screaming at the top of his lungs, thinking that we're going to die and that I should call the ambulance. Call the ambulance call the ambulance. You got to, you're going to die. You're going to, you just, you want them to see you, you just lying there on the ground all the while, um, prepping for a, a conversation that I'm supposed to be having with someone I've never met before. Uh, so working to keep my composure, assuming that you're gone because you had your Cairo appointment. So like, oh man, just hang in for another hour while, you, while your wife comes back. Uh, this was the the ongoing dialogue. Finally sent a message to, to my boys and, and just let them know. And they're like, dude, if you think something's going on, you got to get it checked. Like just ASAP, just get it checked. Completely breaking down on the phone call with this person I've never met before because they asked, how are you doing? And that was like the straw that broke the camel's back. Like, anyway, so I say all of that to, to say this. I tend to not share these significant things with you because of my concern of how it impacts you over there. We had a conversation yesterday about that and how much that doesn't work. Yep. I feel that it's in your side and in my side at the same time. And I feel that everybody goes through this conversation of, ah, oh, you telling me not to do my work because I need to rest my arm. And there's the work in my eyes, like, no, you're starting a market tomorrow. It's like going national. You better put your batteries on. It doesn't matter. It's just repetitive stress. You have the weekend to rest. Just so keep it up, keep it going. And the other one is like, well, that's okay. You can do it, but what about you do it and do some exercise. So you're more like, healthy and do the thing. Maybe ask Dave that he, maybe he can help you with something. You guys can feel, no, 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 just do it. Do it right now, get it done. And then that, you, you don't have to ask anybody and you can do it. Right. Oh, what are we making for dinner? I'm getting hungry. Right. Um, so yeah, just let me finish this thing. Then I will do dinner. Oh, we need to clean the kitchen. I have a bunch of laundry upstairs. Can we call Maya Claudia to like clean up upstairs? And it's just... Yeah, so much. So much. And I, I get it. I, 
I had that same thing. Feels like it's a big thought, but it's a bunch of little things in your head that you're spinning so fast that it starts like getting heavier, getting like in your chest and you cannot breathe properly and you cannot for yeah, it's 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 crazy. It's a, no, you cannot explain how it feels if somebody hasn't have that experience. You just feel you're gonna die. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't work that we don't share that we have all those thoughts. Right. So the part that you didn't want to share with me because you think you thought I was gonna freak out. But my only freak out is if you tell me you are depressed in the edge of suicidal, but that I just usually collapse that. So that's that's my thing. Yeah, we talked <laughs> about story. that. My yeah, story. Yeah. <laughs> that I got and and that happened a while ago but um besides that I I think I'm a yes I react like Juan Carlos now to be really clear when she talks about depressed aka suicidal that does not there was this thing that you collapse together for yourself it's like when you hear depressed as a way of being you right away go to oh they're suicidal yep yep I was not suicidal at any time, at any point in my life. I, yeah. And there was a moment where I was unhappy about life. And you freaked out. Yeah, yeah. And For me, was, that word, it means it means something it's different. It's significant, totally. It, yeah. So, and that, yeah. that's why I decided, and this happened um, a few years ago, I decided that at that point, after that happened, and, and the reaction to it is like, oh, I can't share that kind of stuff with you. And so I wouldn't. Yeah, and it was, you shared that, thinking I'm going to be supportive. Right. And for me, it was like, what? You want to kill yourself? Oh my God, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? He's killing himself tonight. Like tonight, like maybe in five more minutes. Oh my God. That like... If now that I think about it, that's how it went, and I'm like, Andrea, you need to help me here. I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. He's suicidal. He's suicidal. No, depressed. And she's like, Yeah, we all go through that. And I'm like, what? Okay, you're not getting this. You don't understand what's going on. He's on the bridge right now. <laughs> and, and, and yeah, you just were sitting and didn't know what to do next. And his life is not working right now. Well, and I really see this podcast being, uh, it's an intentional time where we come together and talk about what's going on in our lives as husband and wife and business owners and partners and all of those nuances and, and just a moment to just reflect back on and, and, sh and really share our wins, our failures, our struggles, our frustrations, uh, and, and do it in a way that is intentional because sometimes a lot of times we really mean to do it and then it just doesn't get done too tired too busy got this got to do that first whatever yeah so now this just gets slotted right in there yeah i think it's fun it's good for what we are building mm -hmm. we're still yeah collaborating even though we have our own businesses we still look, can you help here can you help there and in in that I love because I have few people in our life that have said, you guys need to do it separately. Yes and no. There's, we are so something. attached to each other that we need that 
uh, other like side of view and eyes and ideas and but uh, but yeah i like it thank you for listening to the so i married an entrepreneur podcast series on the just life love the episode head over to itunes or spotify to subscribe rate and leave a review we'd sure appreciate it i dare you to join us in the studio for friday session let us know could be a good option for that date night you keep saying you want to plan we'll be back again next week celebrating wins and revealing what goes on behind the curtains did you relate to something in this episode we'd love to know in the comments or If you prefer, you can send us a private message or email us. Have a great rest of your weekend.